welcome back to That's Immortality, my darlings. Hi, I'm Lacey and I'm a liar. Hi, I'm Yasmin and I'm a liar. Welcome back. It is season one, episode 11, titled Moments Later. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> and the synopsis for this episode is... Moments after Hannah is hit by a car, the girl's world is turned upside down. A is no longer content to play a game of cat and mouse, and things take a far more precarious turn. Ooh. How dramatic. It is so dramatic. What I was saving was I was going to ask you what you were drinking. Oh, I'm drinking Dr. Pepper Zero! (laughs) (laughs) I'm... I'm drinking a fresh out of the fridge Diet Coke. We're gonna... Oh, a bit of a hair smell. <laughs> I just sprayed my laptop. Okay, well that didn't turn out how we wanted it to. <laughs> ASMR except for my laptop just goes... <laughs> Disaster has struck. Well, that wasn't as smooth as I wanted it to be. Speaking of not smooth, that car at the start all busted. Oh yeah, from the massive hit. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah rolling across (laughs) the entire car. You know, if Hannah had been those few pounds heavier, that would have been a bigger dent. Oh my god, it would have been crushed. Like, (laughs) no need to take it to a scrapyard. She would have done the job. And then we get the funniest scene of A coming out and doing a little <laughs> Left the door open, running away. Ooh, don't, can't find me. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh my god. I, sorry, viewers can't see this, but Yasmin is drinking this Dr. Pepper Zero out of a wine glass. <laughs> I'm so bougie. I feel like everything tastes better in a wine glass. I just don't want to make slurping noises like. <laughs> With my, my gan. I will be so. (laughs) Oh, this is the messiest intro ever. Also, (laughs) so it goes from one car to another, right? To Ashley driving. And all I could think was, how is she not home? (laughs) (laughs) She's driving real slow, even though she (laughs) made a dart from Byron to get home as quickly as possible. (laughs) With her wads of cash next to her and i'm pretty sure last episode i said something about what what would happen if a police car stopped her over and she's got cash spilling out of her bag that's what we get we get flashing lights behind her but it's not for that reason you know no but she also somehow manages to zip up her bag which is strange that she didn't do that in the first place she clearly didn't care at first she was just I need to get Mrs. Potter's money out of here and home <laughs> ASAP. Oh, but it's Barry. Barry comes and checks Barry, out. Barry, we find out his name. Have we known his name, Barry? Or no, he doesn't know. look like a Barry. I'm not going to no. lie. I wasn't expecting Barry. I also can't remember if he's... I know he's the one that talks to Pam after Emily, right? Yeah. But I'm thinking, when has Ash ever spoke to this guy? Barry's just the Rosewood PD. The only one. <laughs> 
Now that Wilden's out of the picture. The only police officer in Rosewood that people know. But we learn, or Ash learns, that Hannah's been in an accident. I'm slightly... Maybe he mentioned it, but was he just stalking her car? And then it came through the radio and he's like, oh, I can stop her now. But like, how did he know she's out driving and then just hmm. stopped her? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of stalker vibes. Well- was he on his way to tell her and she had managed to get close enough to the house maybe they're just convenient timing i'm just a bit not really sure how how he realized she was going to be where she was when she was he's got a sixth sense go barry barry actually you know how ash dated wilden barry actually wants to get in on that action so he's been stalking her real slowly waiting for (laughs) hannah to slip up wilden has communicated across the entire station (laughs) of what ashley is capable of and barry's like oh i want some of that <laughs> oh, and it cuts to Hannah, right? She's in the stretcher, all tubed up, it's very dramatic. The girls are shook off. And Mona approaches some random extra and says, Is that Hannah? <laughs> and she doesn't look concerned. No. At all. I think if even if I'd fallen out with a friend over something stupid that they had, I would be like, Oh my god, Hannah, is she okay? You know, and go to her actual friends, Spencer, Aria. Or um, not some random person who's there. Mona's thinking, did you witness it? Did you see something? <laughs> Can you tell me what happened? You saying you'd go to their friends, I've literally written underneath. How would she know? <laughs> exactly. You'd go to the people who are literally by the ambulance, no? Apparently not. Maybe she's too intimidated by them. Mona. Yeah. Intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She whines to Hannah about it at some point, I'm sure. They've become a group and she's not part oh, of yeah. it. Just like the group vibes. Speaking of getting over it, Arya spots someone in the crowd, which <sighs> she can't believe that she's seeing it. And neither can I, because it cuts back and suddenly he's gone. And I'm thinking he's not that fast, is he? Yeah, at first I, I thought maybe she was just imagining it, because she did like a double take. But in case you're confused, she she sees Noel Khan. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> in a hood, just standing there. Obviously he's not invited because it's girls only. So Arya's a bit confused as to why Noel is there. And then one second later, he's not there. Dun, dun, dun. He gets speedy cheetah. He is. Then we get the intro. And I love this moment because they're all in the hospital waiting room now. It's three girls that each on their phone, I assume to their respective parents, but they relay what happened to Hannah one by one. Emily starts, Aria follows, Spencer continues. They're all explaining what happened. The exact same thing pretty much, isn't it? And then Ashley enters with Lucas. It's so weird. It's really weird. They're like having, they're having a little, it looks like they're having a nice little convo, but I don't really know where they're coming from. Are they entering the hospital, coming out of Hannah's room? I think it's the latter, because Ashley then tells the girls what's going on in a minute, but she leaves Lucas to go talk to the girls. Lucas stays where he is, licks his lips, turn around and goes back <laughs> where he came from. <laughs> I love that you noticed the licks, the lips. Oh, of course I did. And then we find out Ashley's spoken to the doctors. What's wrong with Hannah? That's, she says it really... Oh, she's... Yeah, she has a broken leg, broken ankle, bruised ribs, and they might have to remove her spleen. <laughs> <laughs> All from rolling over the car. But before she says this, did you notice how tightly she would guard in that bag? No. The kind... The camera, like... 
didn't zoom in but it kind of panned down to her bag and she's like holding it you know pulling it close to her like it's the crown jewels mrs potter's money (laughs) there's too much police around it right now she can't get caught yeah she can't get caught with wads of cash in her bag bit suspicious doesn't it just a little bit and then so ash goes back to hannah's room ash isn't near them she she disappears yeah she goes away i don't know where oh they have a little conversation don't they about toby spencer's like oh they should be looking for toby and then ashley tells them about what happened to toby that he was picked up and em's face is like what (laughs) the guilt on her face she does look very guilty indeed then ash tells the girl that's it so i've written ash tells the girls to fuck off (laughs) (laughs) she says go home (laughs) and she'll let them know when she wakes up i think something like that and then Emily doubles down. Toby is an A. She crosses her arms. Toby is an A. <laughs> like she knew this all along. Bitch, you haven't always been defending him. Why are you going on like your Toby's, you know, saving grace? They went to Hoko together. They're besties. No. But Spencer, Spencer constantly ups the ante always with these girls. So when they thought it was Toby, it's like, it's Toby, he's a crazy person. <laughs> and now it's A tried to murder Hannah. <laughs> And I'm thinking, what, going 10 miles per hour in the car park is what's going to kill her? Yeah, now Hannah knows who A is. And A, because of that, tried to kill Hannah, is what Spencer's saying. Bit dramatic, but we'll follow. <laughs> so dramatic. But she justifies it with, this started with murder. We were crazy to think we wouldn't end up like this. I mean, it's it's very true. It did start with murder. It did. And I've said this the whole time. I don't understand... <laughs> Why no one is talking about the fact that Alison was murdered. Yeah, it's the <laughs> game. Their friend was murdered, put in the ground, alive, strangled, whatever. But now they only realise how bad it could get and that they should have anticipated this all along. Well, Em even says, do you think they're trying to scare us? I'm thinking, what has been happening for the last 10 episodes? Was it just funny? <laughs> just for spooks. <laughs> not, I'm not scared at all. God, these girls are dumb. They really are. And this is where they start going, right, let's talk to the cops. But why? We don't know everything. Yeah. But they agree to tell Tanner, right? Somebody does. Which is the detective introduced last episode no they don't they don't agree to tell anyone someone says tell tanner maybe emily does maybe emily tanner. says she wants to tell tanner. the detective the woman Tana's not in it yet is <laughs> her name's like agent cooper Tana's the one in like i i will go back and listen to it someone says tell maybe they say tell hannah oh maybe hannah so they must have said tell hannah but this is the moment where we get in their heads and their kids again because aria questions whether if they go home if hannah's going to be safe and spencer while she believes a is a murderer is in this moment just says well her mum's gonna be there nothing's gonna happen while her mum's gonna be there yeah ashley's gonna be there she's the she's gonna fight them off and then they head to the emi it's the emergency exit but what you can see is the emi (laughs) and we move on we move on to the hastings household which is a bit not used to this sort of environment in the hastings household spencer is home and melissa's there and they have like a little moment which is it's really it's quite nice but at first you're a bit taken aback because melissa asks her what happened and then you can see spencer then she kind of breaks down starts crying and they have a little cuddle i i've written it down because it's the fu- the way they deliver their lines is really funny so it's meant to go i can't hit hannah <laughs> mel shoots back totally unbothered a car who is driving 
We don't know. <laughs> they didn't stop. They just knocked her down and drove away. It's just, it's this contrast of Spencer's so whiny and so upset. And Melissa just so confused. Uh, but I did kind of well up a bit here. It's lie. cute. My eyes kind of watered because we haven't seen this yet. They've just hated each other the whole time. No, disliked, disliked. <laughs> Sorry, disliked. But the moment is quickly ruined. We get a, is she alright? Out of camera and then it pans to Ian with his shirt undone. Not really sure what this is insinuating, but his shirt is undone, which I did notice. And he's asking if Hannah is okay. The way Spencer looks at him. Now, if I was Melissa, I'd probably be now very self-conscious of my sister being anywhere near a boyfriend. And the way Spencer looks at him, there's just so much tension in the way she's staring at him. And if Melissa is noticing this, I would immediately be like, there's something happened or going on here because it's so obvious oh yeah it's so like she's looking at him with hatred but also confusion as to why are you standing in my doorway with your shirt undone my favorite thing about this as well is he asks how hannah is but melissa thinks he's asking how spencer is because obviously it's her little sister spencer's right there <laughs> instead and they go no how's hannah <laughs> screw spencer's feelings i can see she's fine he tacks on that Monday's practice is cancelled, and at this point I thought it was because Hannah got knocked over. So did I. I thought, oh, he's giving the, he's cancelling it because her friend's been run over. I thought it was a spontaneous decision. Spencer judges them. Or judges Melissa, really. <laughs> did he say the night? And Melissa here, now she goes back to acting like the older sister, doesn't she? She kind of puts her in her place. He's not a stranger. I don't know exactly what she, You know, it's been two years, and they have a lot to talk about. Hmm. Okay, and then she kind of says go upstairs and get some sleep <laughs> screw your friend i know it's been a really horrible night but my man's shirtless in the bar barn her friend has just been hit by a car and you're telling us just go to sleep oh i'm sure she's gonna have a really easy night's sleep going to bed alone in the darkness i'm sure it's exactly what she wants a 16 year old girl yeah people of rosewood are kings and queens of sweeping big things under the rug kid got murdered Pfft. Who cares? Here's a basket. <laughs> Some pate. <laughs> Your friend got run over by a car? Go to sleep. And then, new drinking game. I know we're not drinking because it's in the middle of the day. Move on to hospital. Cat scrubs. We're in hospital. There's cat scrubs. What is with this? What? I don't understand it. I'm not going to go over it again because I have, I've done, I've done this already. But I don't get it. I don't understand it. Is it a vet? Is it like a hospital for vet for animals and humans? I think the producers got hold of one box of scrubs for this show and it was vets. <laughs> we'll just pretend. <laughs> if there's any, I don't think there are any vets in this show, but they're probably the ones wearing the appropriate clothing for dentists and doctors. But that's my new drinking game every time you see cat scrubs because it's becoming a thing <laughs> maybe they just like cats we're at the hospital hannah wakes up very slowly does look very out of it to be fair and ash is there to greet her and they have a little cuddle mummy dad mummy daughter cuddle ashley is in protective mama mode <laughs> her quote when they find the maniac who did this to you i will kill him after i kill him i will see him <laughs> <laughs> such a mum thing isn't it very cute. It is. But Hannah, Hannah doesn't give a crap. No, she really doesn't. I don't care if you're going to protect me, mum. Where are the girls? <laughs> what about? Thanks for sitting by my bedside, but fuck you. Where are my friends? Oh, but 
Ash says that they were there, yeah. right? And Sean. And Lucas. Oh, some guy, some boy called Lucas, I think she's... Sean's mentioned a lot in this episode, but he never no, actually we makes never an appearance. never see him. Where is he? <laughs> Someone got a different acting job this week. <laughs> Come back. I like Sean. But I have a question about Lucas being there. Obviously, he was there at the night. How did Lucas get there so fast? The girls, they were there. They followed her. Ashley, it's her mum. That's she was true. Taken. How did he know? That's a very good point. Does he stalk her? Maybe, but even if he stalked her, he would have, he would have had to been there to know, surely. Well, he is a shim, so <laughs> he might have got half an input. But Mernard hates him, so don't see that happening. But yeah, that's a good point. How did he get there? How does he... Because the girls wouldn't have told him. No. I'm not sure they know his name. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't actually think about that, but that's a very, very good point. Very annoyed about it. But Hannah's so desperate to call the girl. She's reaching for this rotary phone that's on the side. I need to ring Spencer. <laughs> Spencer's the ringleader. Of course. Ashley tells her to calm down that she'll she'll ring them. <laughs> Obviously, you can't see. But Lacey just rolled her eyes because the next <laughs> scene involves her favourite two characters. Starts with a dusty ass car and the words. And if we're going to do this, if you want to do it Ali style, I see you. <laughs> it's all I could think when I saw it. That's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> and it is dust. This is yep, confirmed to be dust now. I can't believe I didn't realise that before, but yes, it's dust. He's showing it to her. Oh, I hate him. I can't even. You're going to have to do this scene. It annoys me. Okay, so Ezra is showing Arya the I see you on the back of his car, saying he only noticed it this morning. Just for context, they're in the middle of the town. They're together. Arya suggests that maybe someone put it there after he parked his car, you know, at the end of the night. Ezra kind of brings it back to reality here. He's like, you know, we both know when it happened. It was last night. I just want to say he was really whiny here. His voice is so annoying. Did you the way think? He's in. I thought Arya was really annoying here because she was. Oh, they're both annoying. I mean, yeah, they are both annoying. But she's coming up with every other excuse under the sun as to why, how, when this ICU was put on the car, and he's trying to bring it like back to you know reality. You know, this happened when we both know it happened. They're not at, they don't actually ever say it happened when we were snogging in the car. He just says... <laughs> They've got some sense. It happened, and he does like a little look last night, you know, with the eyes. He does a little look. They have a little exchange. I don't even know. It's like a bit of back and forth here. Oh, have you written it all down? Not all down. I've just written that Delulu Queen says, like, I don't know that, and neither do you. And Ezra shoots back with, we know it happened last night. They didn't write something stupid, whatever he says. Not wash me. Not go sharks. Go sharks. <laughs> I see you. It's very specific. Very smart. Yes, Ezra, well done. <laughs> and again, she still she still comes up with she still says maybe it's specific, but it might not mean anything. Oh my god, Arya, Honestly. what planet are you on, hon? And Ezra's like, no, it means someone saw us last night. Like Thank you. Finally, he's saying it. But when he says that, he like whispers it. And Ara then looks around. You're in the middle of the town. I'm confused. Why would it matter if someone saw you together elsewhere, but they can see you in town talking around his car? You can explain it away. Aria was just walking by his car. She saw her English teacher. Her English teacher said, look, Aria, someone wrote on my car. What do you think this means? And that's a totally normal exchange. Maybe, but the way that... If you were looking at them from a distance, 
parents and you saw the way they're interacting, you'd be suspicious because they're, you know, he, he's course. getting like close and whispering and having a, a proper back and forth conversation. It's not, oh, have you done your English homework? Yeah, so <laughs> I really can't do this bit. It's really hard. <laughs> Don't use slang in the context <laughs> of Ezra and Arya. But she ends up wiping it with her sleeve. Gaslights him. Yeah, she she's she's crazy. Then we move on to the Fields house, and it's their dining room, and I have so many questions <laughs> that I would like your opinion on. Number one, why are there so many vintage plates on the wall? <laughs> have you not met Pam? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's what I'd expect from Pam, but I still didn't expect it. Number two, underneath these walls of vintage plates are the two biggest dining chairs I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Why? There's a running thing in the Sister Wives fandom. There's this big high-backed chair that they seem to move from house to house. And this is what this reminds me of. Why are they so big? And why aren't they at the dining table? (laughs) I don't know. So aesthetic. Okay, number three. Behind the dining table, there is a drinks cart. Now, who's drinking? Because Pam doesn't strike me as the wine mom. It's Daddy Fields when he gets back from Afghanistan or wherever the hell he is. There's also a wonky lamp, which does not strike me as very Pam. No. But the lamp is wonky. And then, point number four, is the spread of breakfast. So they're eating breakfast, judging by the scrambled eggs that everyone's piling onto their plate. There is a fruit bowl that is bigger than the dining chairs on the dining room table. It's full, bursting even. Who needs that much fruit? It's it's about three months worth of fruit. Why is there so much of it on the table? I think Pam wants to ensure that her child is getting all the vitamins and nutrients that she requires in her daily life. I just, I don't understand why there's so much fruit. <laughs> Maybe they'll just eat that really quickly. Maybe they just eat fruit all the time. Snack? Fruit. Hungry? Fruit. But Emily's already letting it go to waste because they're dishing out their scrambled eggs and she's handed the plate and Emily says, no, I'm not hungry. You know, my friend just got rolled over by a car. To be honest, I think I'm quite quite over it. Pam, not having it. You need to eat some breakfast. Realistically, the undertones are, Emily, you can't leave this table before you've eaten 10 oranges. I bought far too much. But Mr. Fields is on Emily's side, I guess. Kind of. Kind of. So with Miss... Da- I call him Daddy Fields. That's, like, that's what my notes say. <laughs> with him coming into the picture for us, they're very traditional family. He's clearly the alpha. He says something like, I don't want you driving over to the hospital if you're stressed. Ask Ben to give you a lift. <laughs> ben is back <laughs> in the conversation. I love that Ben's back. Emily quickly shoots down. No, we are really over. <laughs> Sort of really over. She's, she leaves it out there, just sort in case. <laughs> Pam makes a little dig, and you can see it on her face. Such a Karen. She says something about Toby and how the town, everyone feels safer. Now he's locked up. <laughs> oh, I thought she said knocked up here as well. And my brain... <laughs> I sat there going, oh my god, it's Teen Mum. It's an entirely different show. It's Original Sin. But no, she did say locked up. Locked up, as in in prison. Or in a cell somewhere. Not impregnated. <laughs> not, not Toby. <laughs> Emily starts defending Toby because now she knows he's not A. She backfires with, you know, what happened until innocent, until proven guilty. There's more to a story than people think. Blah, 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 blah. And I think her phone goes off. Pam. <laughs> not at the table. <laughs> Classic mum. I don't think my mum was ever that direct to say, like, not at the table. 
My dad does be on the phone. He goes, not at the table, but he's joking, obviously. Pam's not joking. Pam's not Pam's not a joker. It's not in her at all. M is obviously, what is with Hannah? Because her friend got run over. Everyone seems to have forgotten about this or not care. It's more important that we eat all the fruit. Daddy Fields here gives a little look to Pam. Dad's like, no, it's fine. She can, she can answer. Put her in her place, Daddy Fields. I've written, fun dad says it's Gucci. <laughs> well, her phone goes off and it is about Hannah. It's from Ash and it says, <laughs> it says Hannah wants company. I was laughing because she signs her name, Ashley M or something. The sender's blocked. <laughs> it says ID withheld or ID blocked. Why has Emily blocked Ashley? Is it from when they blocked A? <laughs> Could be. Or why has Ashley withheld her number from Emily. I don't want this child texting me all the time. <laughs> Stop asking me when Hannah's coming out Stop to play. Stop asking me if I want fruit. <laughs> I don't want any. For the last time, Pam, nobody wants your fucking fruit. <laughs> There's a lot of these cuts this time where it smooth, kind of, smoothly moves into the next scene. And it goes from the fields table to, I think, Emily asking Hannah if it hurts. No, broken bones aren't that painful, to be honest, then. Broken everything, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in pain at all. Obviously she's in pain. <laughs> Benza asks if she remembers anything or what she remembers or something. <laughs> Hannah, she says, oh yeah, I remember, and then proceeds to very subtly ask her mum to go home. <laughs> Leave me alone. So I was confused at first. When you see the shot of all the girls there, I was like, oh, there's five. Wait, who's the fifth? And I was like, oh, Ashley's there. <laughs> She's such a young looking mum. She just blends in. Ashley's there. And obviously Hannah doesn't want to tell. I think they're all desperate. That, can you imagine being in this situation? You're desperate to find out what's going on and who A is. And Ashley is there, basically cock blocking the whole situation. Piss off, Ashley. We don't want you here. Go get some fruit from Pam. She leaves. Uh, Aria obviously closes the door behind her. And then Hannah makes the accusation that no con is A. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my god. Definitely supposed to lead to another ad break. (laughs) All it's reminding me of is Cluedo. When you gather all your evidence, it was Mr. Plum in the library with the rain. It was no con at Mona's party. With the dusty car. Arya looks sad by this, though. What, that is Noel? Or that he was the one that wrote, I see... I don't know why. She just looks sad. She does look sad. Hannah reveals this. Well, I guess there's a thing. We find out later more things, but in my head I was thinking, oh, she's kind of dating Noel. Or, I don't know, something's happening. Maybe she's sad that Noel is A. He's not a good guy. He's not. How do you feel about this scene? Like this next bit coming up. This whole scene, well, <laughs> I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, it makes me so happy. I probably also completely wrote down every- what everybody says constantly because it made me laugh. I just, it's so good. How do you feel about it? There's one particular person that I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not tease the scene. So Hannah tells them, you know, she saw him in the woods, as you said, writing a message on the back of the car. You see Aria's face now change because she knows what this message is the car obviously because she was inside it whereas spencer and emily obviously wanting to know more who was in the car what did they say blah 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 blah. they're asking questions aria pipes up that it said i see you and there's spencer <laughs> it's so confusing how do you know she looks almost hurt that hannah <laughs> might have told aria before everybody else <laughs> i know it was such a good delivery aria confirms it was because she was in the car oh <laughs> she's so nervous as well it's very slow with 
you know, she's giving them little bits at a time. Em asks whose car it was. I I have notes on how Arya delivers this line. Because both Hannah and Arya look away when Emily asks. They both share a, oh, like, who's... Who's going to say it? Then Arya licks her lips. Her eyes go crazy wide. <laughs> she nods and goes, Ezra Fitz. And Spencer immediately shoots back, Mr. Fitz. <laughs> it's just the way it was the eyes. She looked crazy when she revealed it was him. She had to do it, obviously. She had no choice. <laughs> I feel like Spencer doesn't believe it. She even goes to Hannah for confirmation. Spencer's like, Hannah? Hannah's like, yes, it was Mr. Fitz. <laughs> Emily's so shook she gets up. Arms crossed again. She was sitting. <laughs> yes. You and Mr. Fitz. <laughs> it's amazing. Spencer's like, you met him there. Like they're all, they're all trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know if their brains have gone there yet. Mm, no, I think that it clicks when Arya says he promised. He ma- she promised to Ezra that she wouldn't tell anybody. They all look horrified. Oh my god, they do. They all look so horrified. And then Spencer channels her inner mother by crossing her arms and says, you, and a teacher. I like the way she goes, Ezra? Whoa, hold it. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at my notes because Arya looks affronted that Spencer's mad that she was with a teacher. She has her arms out, but all I've written... (laughs) I've even got a drawing. All I've written here is... Lucy Howe's arms are really long, and then I've drawn a stick man with really long arms. Not proportionate at all. But she goes, I did just get into his car last night. Who do you think I am? <laughs> all the girls' faces say, slut is what we think you are, slut. And then they find out a bit more, because M asks, how long have you been seeing him? And then Arya says, before school even started, and Spencer does a little shot. Oh my god! Since Labour Day? <laughs> a year on from Ali's murder slash disappearance and you were slutting it <laughs> And then we hear Hannah. She pipes up now, asking her about the Iceland boyfriend. Did you have a boyfriend from Iceland? Obviously, we know she was talking about Ezra the whole time this was going on. I was like, yeah, I did, but it wasn't like that. <laughs> Obviously, because she couldn't tell everyone that Ezra was her boyfriend. She looks so contrite about it, where she's trying to explain a way that, that she lied to Hannah as well. She's like, mm-hmm. But then Hannah goes, I fixed you up with Noel. Oh my God, I fixed you up with Noel. But I, everything's clicking. Everything makes sense in their minds, well, in Hannah's mind at least, regarding that whole saga. Spencer asks why she got into his car. And now, use your brain. Arya's <laughs> like, he called me. And as soon as she says that, the look Spencer gives her is brilliant. Because we know that look. It's a look that I think we would all give to our friend <laughs> who was in this situation. When they're talking out about a boy you don't really like. <laughs> it's The look is like, I've heard this story so many times. Yes. <laughs> I can go there. Obviously, that gets Ara to shoot back. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> and that kind of ends that conversation because then Spencer directs it back to Hannah, like, tell us everything that you saw, everything that happened. And obviously then she proceeds to say, it was Ara who got in the car and a hooded person came and wrote whatever on the back of the car and it was not. Ara starts to get a little defensive. Couldn't have been Noel. No, no, no. Can't be Noel. But Hannah, obviously, she saw what she saw. Maybe the car scrambled her brain, but it's fine. It's a possibility. The conversation is interrupted, though, by a little knock, 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 knock on the door. I love her, Hannah goes, if it's someone with painkillers, just let them in. (laughs) 
But it's not. It is now. Oh. Arya's shook. She shook us. He has a gift basket. He does. He's got loads of stuff in it. Noel asks to come in to see Hannah and Arya lies and says, she's asleep, we were just about to leave and she leaves to talk to Noel in the hallway bit. And he asks what happened. <laughs> Arya's very quick with her, don't you know? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like she's trying to catch him out a bit. But he says that Sean told him that it was a hit and run. He he calls it insane and Arya, who I guess believes that it was Noel that hit her or whatever, or believes he was in on it, is like, yeah, it is insane. <laughs> Looking at him, thinking, mm-hmm, you're insane. So awkward with them though. <laughs> it is, because there's like an underlying, like no one's talking about the elephant in the room. They both know, but he doesn't know she knows. And she goes to give the basket to Hannah and he stops her. And he's like, we need to talk. Which is kind of creepy and scary from Arya's point of view, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, she does look scared. But then but then she says, I know. <laughs> really blase. I oh, know, we need to talk, it's fine. Don't worry about it, babe. But then before he leaves, she asks him where he was that night. She's trying to catch him out again. Trying to see what he'll say. And then I don't know how I feel about his response because she thinks he lies and says I was with Sean but how do we know that Sean wasn't also trying to do what we find out he does later but like we don't know that Sean wasn't there we know Noel was there but we don't know Sean wasn't so he says he was with Sean and then Arya comes back to the girls and says that he lied to her and I'm thinking you don't know that it's the whole evening that we don't know what happened Apart from he wrote I see you on the car. That's all we know that he did. Nothing else is confirmed. So he could have been with Sean. I think Sean could have been there. Although he doesn't seem like the type of guy. I mean, I hope so. Because if Noel was on his own, that's a bit weird. Like, a bit sad that he spent his evening doing what he claims to have done. It's strange. But then, don't worry, because we're back in the Fields house. We are. Daddy Fields and Pam having a little moment on the sofa. Having a little cuddle. I've got a fifth question for you. It's Pam. Oh, Pam. Pam, clean everything, Pam, Fields. Yeah. You're telling me this woman puts her shoes on the couch? I know, I was thinking that. She's talking about how she has to, the house needs to, the house isn't going to clean itself. Why are you putting your shoes on the, you're giving yourself more work to do. <laughs> However, they are immaculately clean, so maybe Pam's also the type of very white. your shoes. <laughs> they are super white. <laughs> Pam is stressed, though. She apologises because all she's been doing is Asked, you know, telling her about things that are broken around the house and he's only just come home after however many months of being away. Uh, but Daddy feels as a mind because he's a man. And he likes it because it makes him feel like a man. He's most needed. He's the best dad in the show so far. Oh, so 100. He's it. a proper dad. The rest, questionable. Pam asks how long he's back because, you know, her and Em work better when he's there and they're a, they're a whole unit. I think he brings up that he's been asked to work in Texas or something to supervise something, I don't know, but he doesn't know when. So it's all a bit up in the air. And then they start talking about M and she kind of starts listing everything that's bothering her, wrong with her. <laughs> wrong with her, not bothering her, what's wrong so with her? So much M? has happened to M. Ali, die. I can't remember what she says to be honest, but she lists a few things. Toby, Ali. Oh yeah, yeah. and she's really confused right now. <laughs> The main sentence that I wrote. Go on, Pam, put it out there. <laughs> and Daddy feels M such a daddy's girl, clearly, because he knows her. He says, you know, if you ask her, she'll tell you the truth. He thinks she's a saint, which she isn't, but he's so Team M. Oh yeah, Team M over Pam any day. This is enough for Pam. Pam can't say anything more. Doesn't know. I don't think she knows how to 
bring up the pictures potentially i think that's where this was gonna go she gets up and gets back to her womanly duties sassily walks away with that hoover oh, she was well. like, i love this hoover it's my hoover <laughs> but then we're back in the hospital room we, you know we flick between the hospital room and rosewood life this episode it's very and um, i this becomes a thing in my notes for the rest of the episode but hannah is asleep with the bear noel khan gifted her looming over her um she gets flashbacks to the hit and run that bear is creepy we get a shot of its face and it's horrifying <laughs> where did he pick it up staring at it and it is creepy to be fair she grabs it and flips it away from her because she doesn't want to look at it and then the door starts to open which panics hannah obviously but a bra is thrust into the hospital room a white bra and it's moda obviously yeah yeah She's back. And she says, I'm waving a white La Perla, which I guess is the, the type of bra, I'm assuming. Yeah. And says it's the international symbol for peace. This scene is cute. It is cute. Hannah looks very happy that she's there. It is a nice scene. Mona returns to her usual self very quickly. She's not mad at her anymore, obviously. She notices the cast. Oh, the cast! That's like for broken legs. That, I hope that won't keep you from wearing heels or something. She's like, obviously, that is the priority for Mona. Hannah's like, yeah, for a little bit. Um, I love Mona's backhanded apology. It's an apology, but it's not at the same time. She says, you know, if I if I hadn't have invited you, uninvited you to my party, you wouldn't have been so like desperate to sneakily come in. I almost feel guilty, <laughs> but then it gets worse because Hannah's confirmed. Oh, you don't have anything to feel guilty about. Oh, that's good. <laughs> totally over it. <laughs> She's over it. No apology needed. Cool beans. Back to being friends and friends forever. She says, and she says, because Hannah looks vague, Mona wants to do her makeup. And she says, I promise never to listen to another rumour unless I start it myself. But it's very, it is, it is very Mona. They have a, they have like a little trip down memory lane and we jump into the Montgomery house. Any, any questions about the M- Montgomery house? Or just the fields. No, do you know what? I've gotten quite used to the Montgomery house. The fields, I feel like this is the first time we saw the dining room. They're all entering Arya's room with a coffee. Arya, again, I don't know what her problem is this episode. She's asking if they're sure about what they saw on a tree. So last episode, Spencer and Emily discovered the tree that says, Alison loves Ian. Arya's questioning them about it. I don't know why she keeps doing this. It's annoying me. She doesn't believe Please just believe what your friends are saying she cracks me up here because one she gets on the bed with her converse on what is it with these americans and putting shoes on soft furniture but she then asks right so the tree exists but do we believe that ali and ian were a thing do you think ali just did it like maybe she was crashing on him or whatever and spencer goes ali may have done some psycho things but she'd never do anything tacky (laughs) i love that love it but then emily crosses Ian off of their shit list in that sense and says well he was obviously with Melissa as we know Spencer doubles down on the Noel track and Aria calls her out for it and says well hang on like a few moments ago it was all Toby 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 and now it's Noel 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 calm down very true Spencer does this but then Spencer continues on with well it doesn't matter because you need to know what Noel saw yeah you need to go back to Noel and find out do some digging find out what he knows or what he saw and then we're back in the hospital again always back in the hospital cat scrubs come back it's night time we hear the nurse talking on the phone she's saying how it's past visiting hours but then we get 
obviously Hannah's asleep, someone's entering her room. It's all very black, they're wearing black. At first, I guess we're thinking it's A, coming to see Hannah. Mm -hmm. They walk towards her in the bed, and then we get a camera shot of their face. And it is not A, it's Lucas. Bit weird, but he kind of crouches down and gives Hannah a little kiss on the forehead, (laughs) and then leaves. His whole brain is Hannah, 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 Hannah. I, so the bear's turned, by the way, the bear is now facing Hannah's feet, not her, not Thor, Hannah's feet. Also, I have questions about, he leaves the door open, which I know that like he kisses her without her consent, but that is the biggest I know, he just runs away. But she wakes up and notices, right? Yeah, she knows. knows. Well, I guess you don't really, because she wakes up and she sees an outline of him in the doorway. I think you can totally tell it's Lucas, because it's definitely not Sean. The weedy bloke. I think she definitely... Uh, unsure but i think she she kind of knew it was him and then hannah's got a problem with people watching her sleep because it's the next morning and ashley's watching her sleep (laughs) yeah ash is there asking if she's all right why does everyone have to watch her sleep give the girl some peace we get more mention of the invisible sean he's left some orchids hannah remembers the money trouble that they were once having before she got hit by the car says to mum i don't need to be in a private room we can save some money. But obviously, we know Ashley has a lot of money. I mean, she has money. But I know healthcare and stuff in the US is really expensive. And she took a lot of money. But I don't think it was that much money. Like, doesn't it cost, like, $30,000 to have a baby in America? It does. Am I having a private room for however many days? That's going to cost a fortune. But I suppose some of it goes on their insurance, right? I guess so. I assume she has insurance. She works for a bank, so maybe. But she lies and she says, you know, the bank is helping us short term just to make her feel better. I guess she stops worrying about it. And Hannah's all, oh, yay, we've got money again. (laughs) Immediately goes to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm relaxed now. That's my problem solved. Enjoy my private room. I can use my credit card. And then, I love this. We're at school. We get to school. I haven't been to school in a while. And Arya's in the music room playing the piano. And Noel enters and he says to Arya, well, you didn't call me. And she says, well, you know, things, yeah, things got late. I know you have a bedtime. It's a bit awkward, Noel. But Noel asks about Hannah again. Arya says she's better. Noel says that's great. Who did it? <laughs> Arya says they're still figuring it out. They're questioning everybody who was there to see if they see something. And, um, no, did you see something? Why would I see anything? (laughs) I saw you. And Noel is like, crap, been caught, here we go. And he explains to Arya, I wasn't, you know, there being creepy, I was trying, it was going to be a prank. Like in the movies, there's a bunch of girls in the wood, wouldn't it be funny if we scared you? But he saw Arya, and then he saw her go to a car, so he followed her, curious, and he saw her. In his, in his car. His car. Oh, the way he says his car. I know. Aria goes, you wrote on the window. And he goes, oh, so I've got this word for word, the whole conversation. So I'm going to put on my voice. Aria goes, you wrote on the window. And Noel goes, I should have thrown a rock. Aria goes, what did you see? And he says, enough to figure out why you act so squirrely around him. What did he promise you'll get you to get in that car? I'll go to the principal principal with you you can take this guy down for what he made you do they can put him in jail no stop it's not like that (laughs) 
And Noel's heart is crushed by this. As soon as she says that, he's thinking, she's in on it. But she then begs him not I to I think tell. she's so he's... selfish in this scene. She is. I didn't appreciate it. He her. thought they were going somewhere. Because he obviously thought she was being, like you would if you saw this, that an underage girl's being taken advantage of him, being manipulated by an authoritative figure, their teacher. Obviously, then he finds out it's not like that. Looks really sad about it. And then she she can see that he's sad about it. And then she proceeds to say, if you care about me at all, you won't say anything. I'm sorry. No. And she like asks him to promise, right? Promise you won't say anything. Promise. Promise me not. And he promise. doesn't at first. No. He goes to leave and she insists, promise me. And then he does eventually. At this point in time, he has been Arya's best boyfriend thing, whatever. I mean, she's only had him and Ezra, but still. He's so age appropriate. They get along. He clearly cares about her. Everything he's done at this point is just to protect Arya. It's all he wants to do. And she smacks him down like the bitch she is. And then uses his feelings yes. in her favour. Bitch. Hater. Such a dick. And then it cuts to Emily. This is also, again, so I do think she talks about Tanner. Because Emily's trying to get hold of the police station so that she can see Toby. And she says, tell Dr. Tanner. Like, call Dr. Oh, Tanner. Dr. Oh, Dr. Tanner. Tanner. I've written doctor. Because Detective Tanner. Like, no, I've written, de- I've written dict. Sorry. But then it must be an error on their part. Because she says Tanner twice. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read Tanner at all. But then who would she say to put on the phone? Toby. She says Tanner. She wants to see. She's Toby doesn't she's sound like She's asking about Toby. I know, but then she says, well, tell Tanner. I don't know. But it's not Tanner, unless the doctor's called. I don't know why there would be a doctor unless he's having a psych. I don't know. I know. I, I think it, I meant detective. I've written DCT. Oh, maybe so. detective. Maybe she says, tell the detective. I don't know. I swear she says Tanner. So it's either an issue on their part where they fucked up and got the wrong detective down because they'd already planned detective Tanner. Or I've got a really dumb brain. But as she's on this phone, <laughs> she walks past Jenna, who is listening in. Doesn't want to see you. And even if he did, I wouldn't let him. <laughs> Emily's face, and this is just, this bitch, how dare she tell me about Toby? She, bad first, she's like, you know, I, I didn't tell the police, it wasn't me. And then Jenna gets so defensive. She says, but look what you do. You made him run away you the police came to our house because of you they found that sweater because of you, you. it's all emily she's such a psycho emily ruins everything yeah emily emily is the problem here emily gets some balls somebody should have come between you two a long time ago but then jenna starts back with i can't imagine why everyone thinks you're the nice one emily big balls she come in she come into herself she's learning who she is but this next scene i love I got so excited. I was screaming. But it's hospital again, obviously. <laughs> it's very fuzzy. It's very dreamlike. Hannah's waking up in her hospital bed and at her feet, looking at the scans of, I guess, Hannah's leg, is Allie <gasps> in the candy stripe nurse's yes. outfit. Oh. And she turns towards Hannah and she's got this little smile and she says, Did you miss me? So Hannah's confused and says, they said you were dead. (laughs) Ali just, yeah, I heard that too. But here I am. But then, so Hannah's asking the questions we want to know, right? What happened to you? And Ali says it's complicated. It's worse than algebra. 
but Hannah keeps insisting because if this is real, even if it's not real, Al- Dream Ali, real Ali has to tell her what happened. Ali, please. Ali, cryptic as ever, is like, well, you know, more than you think. All four of you combined can figure it out. You've got this. I believe in you, baby. But then Hannah just keeps pushing. Which Hannah then asks a question which confuses me because at this point, they know enough about that night to know where Ali sort of went from the barn. But she uh, she's like, where did you go from the barn? Did you meet Noel? No. They think Noel's A, right? And they think A killed Ali. So maybe they think at some point during the night, Ali might have met up with Noel and then Noel killed her. <laughs> but Ali kind of laughs at the insinuation, doesn't she? She said, oh, Noel, seriously? <laughs> it's like, Noel, please. <laughs> Hannah can't let her go, though. She has to know. Ali, because it won't make a difference, darling. She goes on. Hannah needs to know the truth. She keeps saying, Ali has this brilliant spiel about the truth. (laughs) Well, she says, you think the truth is some big, shiny disco ball of purity. Then go ahead and try to be honest. See where it gets you. Telling the truth to the wrong person at the wrong time is how I ended up where I am. Take it from me. You're always better off with a really good lie, which is a solid line. It is a good line. Ali has all the all the good lines, the proper good good lines. She really does. Um, but after dropping that knowledge, girl's got to go. She looks at a stopwatch that's on her chest. This is kind of it's so sweet because at this point we don't know if it's dream or real Ali. It's most likely a dream because as far as we know, she's dead. But she admits to Hannah she cares. She had to see her. She couldn't leave her alone in this hospital room she had to be sure that she was alive and no matter how dangerous it was for her to come back and then just before she leaves she says you know i really should do something about a that bitch is genuinely getting on my nerves (laughs) yes i love that line and then it's such a brilliant shot of her leaving she looks over her shoulder at hannah's room hannah's (laughs) trying to process the fact that she may or may not have seen ali (laughs) And she glances to her right and sees a cup that has jungle red lipstick. What was your opinion on this scene? I liked it. I remembered that something has happened. But it's so nice because you just you just don't know if it's is it real life because it's got that filter over it, which is what the you know the flashbacks have as well. You're like, is this real? Is it not real? Because some of the things Ali's saying it insinuates that she is alive and she's come back because she was desperate to find out what happened to Hannah but then you that could also mean like heaven hell in that sort of analogy I came back from heaven whatever to see make sure you're okay type of thing but it's so nice to see because every other scene we've seen of Ali and Hannah she's always taking the piss out of her calling a hefty Hannah being a dick to her so it was nice to see that she does care I don't like the next scene. Then we go back to your favourite people. (laughs) We're back at school with Ezra and Arya. Arya is sat in his classroom, I think. He comes in and he kind of starts to apologise. He's, you know, you're right about the car. Maybe someone just doesn't like the way I park. And Arya says, we have to be really careful around other people. There are other people out there. You're right about that. We have to be really careful. She says, whilst at school with the door open. Ezra, I've been really careful. Remember, careful made you unhappy. They have this whole thing. He just threw that back in her face. Because she complained about it, I guess, a few episodes ago. And the fact that he throws it back into a 16-year-old girl's face. 
He definitely doesn't see her like that. Let's be honest. Like, he doesn't. He, no. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing with her. It's disgusting. She reassures him. You know, you don't make me unhappy. No, no, no. You sometimes make me miserable. But you don't make me unhappy. I wasn't unhappy the other night. And Ezra kind of senses a but coming and he says, but. And this is probably where she should have said about Noel, right? Noel oh, saw yes, us, blah, 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 but she doesn't. She kind of backtracks and asks him if he'd go back, would he do things differently? Ezra sits down. I thought about it, you know, if I'd left before you'd walked in, there would be no problems. And I was kind of going with this scene because nothing was really happening with it until he says this line. He says, you'd just be a pretty girl that sits one row over from the windows and I'd be the new teacher. Pedophile. And that stupid song plays. Their song starts playing. I was just like, oh, I've gone back. It's the Ezra Hay train and there's two passengers and Spencer three passengers. Uh, I don't remember what he says towards the end because I was a bit annoyed at him. He says something about they now need to like move on and move forward together yeah no but it kind of cuts perfectly to the next scene so did do you have any thoughts about this scene the this scene this i could not gloss over it you once an esria apologist always an esria apologist apparently you weren't you weren't hurt up until he showed that he'd be a pedophile no matter what yeah i mean i'm just i'm over the fact that he we know he's a pedo so any interaction they have he's a pedo but then when he keeps making comments like you'd just be a pretty girl stop no i just hate this i hate any scene with them in there isn't other than that one rain scene <laughs> at the very start of the show there has not been a dime where i've been okay with this i hate it and it gets worse in the next scene and all with aria being a fucking little prissy oh, bitch oh yeah well it cuts doesn't and we see aria's face like proper zoomed in <laughs> We hear M asking her if she told Mr. Fitz about Noel. His name's Ezra. Ugh. It's still Mr. Fitz to us. It just reminds me of the Nat scene. <laughs> oh, she constantly says it. It's so annoying. <laughs> Shut up. Nobody knows him like you do, Aria, and for good reason. It's wrong. M is concerned when, because she says, no, she didn't tell him about Noel. And she pushes, you know, what about you and Noel? And here we find out there was actually, in Arya's mind, there wasn't really an Arya and Noel. So she used him basically this entire time to either get over Ezra or when she was kissing him in front of Ezra as a jealousy tool. But then she kind of makes it worse. Emily asks, does he know that? It's like, I think he does. Do you? No, he doesn't. Really? Are we getting the same vibes from Noel? Because I'm not. I don't think he knows. I think he likes you and he was hoping it would go further. She can't see past the paedophile-shaped man in her life. I just can't deal with her. She's just so annoying, this episode. She goes on as well and says about... I th I'm not sure if it's about Ezra or Noel. She's talking about, I don't know how far to push before it becomes too far. And Emily tacks on, yeah, I know what that means, yeah. But I think Emily's insinuating about the Toby thing because she's still trying to get Toby's attention. We're back in the hospital. So we are. Lucas. From one creep to another. <laughs> Lucas comes in with a tray of puddings. <laughs> Hannah picks one. Tapioca because she likes the lumps. Oh, the lumps. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Apparently Lucas is skipping school to come see Hannah, which just kind of screams a bit desperate in my, in my eyes. And he says 
But he told them he was doing community service. Um, is it that easy to get off school? Mm. I guess he's probably like a straight A student, so nobody cares. I'm a prefect. So. <laughs> he's got a very trustworthy face. Before he gets, he hands that the pudding, the pudding to her. He hands it to her like she's a princess, and he looks down at her cast and says. It's beginning to look a little like the Declaration of Independence. And I paused to look at the cast, and I also went back to try and see if I could find anything on the other side of the cast. Because the cast is a big plot point later on, so I wanted to see what was on the cast at this point. The first one I saw was Mona did some XOXOs and then signed her name. And there's some balloons next to it, but it's different colours, so I'm not sure it's Mona. Someone has written, don't just lay there. Nobody signed their name, though, so... Lucas wrote, nice stems, kiddo. What the fuck does that mean? Spencer used the same pen as Lucas to sign her name, but it's underneath a banner around Hannah's leg that says, get well soon, so I imagine that's supposed to be what that is. James, whoever James is, wrote, break uh, and then dot dot dot, OMG. Don't know, it's covered by a blankie. Emily wrote above her knee, the other side just has love you. Oh, and then another joke about breaking something on the other side as well by the looks of it but you can really read it and there's wow. various illustrations it's soon to make that joke i feel like <laughs> i know right? notably nothing signed sean but he could have been any one of those jokes some he's everywhere but he hasn't written anything on the cast it's fine we'll glance over it he's everywhere but no she's gone <laughs> but he's everywhere but this is when Hannah says he's a good friend. I just think you're a good friend. She goes in this weird dialogue about how it's, you know, it's more important to be friends with somebody than getting to know them in a different way. And you can just see Luke is like nodding. And I'm I'm kind of like, what? He's taking it in, but I'm so confused. Obviously, I know what she's trying to say. I don't think he's taking it in either. I, I think he's looking at her and watching her talk, thinking, Whoa. drooling. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she she kind of says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm really high on medication. I've changed it. You know, I go into hallucinations sometimes. I don't really know if what I'm seeing is real life or not. Here we go. She's still going on. And he kind of gets the gist. She says he has Twilight Zone moments, which is when he goes, oh, did Lucas really kiss me when he thought I was asleep? He seems proud of it. He says, I thought if you if you might have been awake and you didn't scream, then it was a success. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. She confirmed she was surprised, like she was just shocked. He seems taken aback by that comment. He's like, oh, is me kissing you so out of the realms of reality? Yeah, considering she has a boyfriend, right? Which she points out. He looks hurt. I understand he's hurt because he likes her, but also I don't. Because he kind of takes a bit too far. She says, I have a boyfriend. He says, well, I think you deserve a better one. And i thinking, what has Sean done? I know. So the only bad moment Lucas has witnessed of Hannah and Sean was after homecoming with the photo shoot. But Sean had a, a right to be annoyed at her. Oh, Sean was in the right. she just ditched him. I'm team Sean. Always team Sean. I like Hannah, obviously. But he hasn't done anything wrong. Hannah's the one who crashed his car, tried to shag him when he said he didn't want to, left him at homecoming, was basically stalking his friend from this virgin club. The skinny white latte. Yeah. In my eyes, Sean has done nothing. But apparently she deserves a better boyfriend, like Lucas. 
And she deserves Lucas's ones. He's just such the definition of a nice guy where they become your friend hoping for it to be more. And when you, a girl that thinks, oh, I've got a new friend. And they're like, oh, let's go on a date. And you're thinking, well, no, we're mates. What are you talking about? Buddies. That's it. And suddenly it's your fault that they're mad. I don't like that. He walks, well, I think they have a bit more of a conversation, but he walk, He gets up and walks away and she's like, no, you don't have to leave. And he's sarky. He says, no, but if I don't leave, you're going to think I'm okay about this. And I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Dickhead. Oh, because she has this whole thing about wanting to be more honest. She's like, I can't lie. She's, I think she says something, I like you too much to lie to you. And I've done that in the past, blah, blah, blah. Can't we just go back to lying? Can't we just for old time's sake? Oh, he really annoyed me. Oh, he's a dick. The next scene, however... Em's on the phone with her girlfriend, she's upset, she's wondering why she can't come over to her house. I missed you too. <laughs> By the way, side note, Emily's bedspread is really cute. It's like yellow. Yeah, I like ones. Emily's room. I think it's probably my favourite. Just all bright and cheery and cosy. I'm not going to go into analysing all of their rooms, but she's on the phone to Maya on the bed. She's all smiley and giggly. Hee <laughs> hee. I miss you too. And I think they're talking about when they're going to see each other. Next, uh, the camera pans a bit and we get a view of the door frame and it is Daddy Fields is standing there with his arms crossed too. Clearly a <laughs> family trait here. And he kind of looks a bit, he looks a bit pissed, to be honest. He does. She notices him as she's moving about on the bed. Her face instantly changed. She's gone from like smiling and giggling to serious. I have to go and puts the phone down instantly. This is, I guess this is what it's like to have a military dad. I guess. Maybe she's worried she's going to slip up and say I love you and he's going to hear it. I also question this because she mentions Hannah and he's in the doorway. And she says, you know, with what's going on with Hannah. And then the first, one of the first things he says to her is, is that Hannah? No. Why is he talking about Hannah in the third person? God, Daddy Fields isn't that clever. Dumbass. He asks her also if she knows some, or she remembers Dennis Small, to which she nods. And Dennis Small, apparently someone who works at the station. Uh, and he told he's a bit of a grass by the sounds of it. He's informed <laughs> Daddy Fields that... Em has been calling, trying to arrange a time to visit Toby. And he wants to know why. She wants to, she feels guilty, right? So she wants to tell him, I didn't ring the police. Uh, Daddy feels gets very, like, proper dad. Has he threatened you in any way? Jeez, calm down, babes. It's, well, it's calm down, but it's also the first time we've seen a parent, other than, I mean, Ash about the mania. Not used to it, are we? So it's coming off across a bit strong because Byron and... Daddy Hastings and Tom. <laughs> oh, I remember Daddy Hastings' name. It's Peter. Oh, Peter. Okay, so now we've got three out of four. <laughs> I don't know what Alison's dad's called, though. Oh, no, actually, I do. I think. Kenneth or something? Ken? Ah, yes, Kenneth. Kenneth De Laurentiis. This is not a, not a podcast about the dad's names, though. <laughs> <laughs> She replies, no, he hasn't threatened me. And he says, oh, your mum thinks that you're keeping some sort of secrets. Bit of a grass, Pam, but anyway. <laughs> Always. And Em's been jumpy since he's been back and he just wants to know why. Why? I said that weirdly. Why? Why? <laughs> and he, pres- he keeps going, right? Yeah, you tell me who's giving you a hard time and I'll take care of it. Such a dad. And I'd reply at this point, you, like, you and mum are annoying me. 
She does. Sort yourself out. Well, she says that at the end. But I wrote that before she says it. I didn't realise she was going to say that. It's because he goes, he keeps banging on about it. And then he says, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Because she, I think she does this whole spiel about, like, you don't know me. I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm not that kid in the little wallet you have. I was eight then. That's a different girl. I mean, he's not helping the situation for her anyway. Because <laughs> he keeps, he clearly thinks it's someone. A person is threatening her or making her feel this way. And it is, but it's not who he thinks. And he just won't let her talk. Like, Daddy Phil, just, 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 just shh and let her speak. But she goes, I'm not afraid of Toby. I'm afraid of you and mum. Because I'm not who I think I am. Which is when she goes on about, I'm not a little guy anymore. She's crying at this point. They're going back and forth. And then as he's doing that thing where he won't let her speak, she under her breath goes, I'm gay. And then he looks at her and she goes, I'm gay. He looks so, he looks shocked. And I think that's fine. He has to sit down. And then looks behind him at her with even more shock on his face. Which I think is a normal way to take that, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I think so. But I guess surprise is probably quite common. Because we later learn what he thought he was going to hear, so I suppose it's completely out of the blue for him. And then get a bit of a cleanser in terms of Ezria here. Because we have Spencer being the voice of reason. And she's grilling Arya. And she's like, so you met him in a bar? Miss, it's not a bar, it's a pub. Honestly, this girl. And then Spencer is just... like a. I wasn't the adult looking back at this relationship. I would be Spencer. But she goes, part of me thinks it's really self-destructive behaviour. And most of me thinks it's really hot. (laughs) I know. Everything in this line is what a teen girlfriend would say. Because you want to give your friend the good advice, which is this is probably not a good idea. But also, oh my God, I'm so jealous. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you, if one of your friends had got with that French teacher, you'd be... I would be friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be their A. I'd be their A. I'd be stalking them, destroying their life. Bonjour, je m'appelle your worst nightmare. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Can't have that. French teacher is mine only. (laughs) (laughs) But Arya won't be having it. She says, stop teasing me. It's not funny. It's kind of funny. (laughs) Let me go see this stupid tree. But it's not there. No, it's been chopped freshly as well. It's got the shavings everywhere. It's been cut down. And again, Arya's questioning, are you sure it was here? Just because you're Delulu, hun, doesn't mean everyone else is. Then, this isn't my notes here. Fieldhouse. Homophobic pan. (laughs) (laughs) Blames that girl from California, Maya. She's pacing. We get the full wrath of homophobic Bam. I love how she has to point out California like it's an exotic foreign place that no one has been to and it's We don't have no gays here in Rosewood. <laughs> My child's no gay. It's the ultimate homophobe response. It's someone else's problem. Californian bitch. Mr. Fields is trying to calm her down, but she pulls out of her bag wherever she grabs these the envelope and slaps it into his hand she's like what about this she's so defensive about the whole it's like it's a personal attack on her this whole situation she's almost annoyed why didn't she tell us daddy feels backfire saying she was afraid of us and pam sorry cavern 
says she's not afraid of us. Do you want to know what she's afraid of? And then that's when she hears the, the pics. And we see Emily's listening, right? Right. Oh, she's on the top of the stairs. She's crying. I was thinking about this. And obviously, as a family, you, you can talk in your house. But when you know your daughter's there, upstairs, she's going to hear what you're saying. So I would be so self-conscious. I don't think Pam gives a shit. Well, clearly not. But I think I would. I wouldn't want them to... No matter how much I disagreed with something, I wouldn't want them to hear. No, I suppose not. But Pam, Pam's angry. Oh yeah, Pam doesn't stop. It doesn't stop her at all. She's going off. How are we going to fix this? Fix it? This is not like buying her braces. This is who she That's is. That's not who she is! <laughs> <laughs> that is what someone else is making her into. She's experimenting. She's going on like she's a fucking alien or something. She is. But Mr. Fields, at this point, I was so behind him. I was thinking, yes. But then he kind of, he's like, well, well, I think she might just be experimenting. Like, we don't know if it's real or whatever. I think he was trying to calm her down. But I guess I can understand how a parent would come to, like, the conclusion that they might be experimenting. Especially when they're only 16. It's possible. Maybe it's just a phase. And they'll find out when they're a bit older if it's not, you know, if it's a phase or if it's not a phase. And she's just like, this is wrong! It's completely wrong and you know it. It's as well when he chimes in with the line where he says, look, I didn't know what she was going to say. I thought, God, is it drugs? This Toby kid get her pregnant? Let's keep this in perspective. (laughs) She gets so angry. But I love that Toby being or getting Emily pregnant gets bring up, especially because earlier in the episode, I thought he gets knocked up. Daddy feels as I'm struggling with this. No, she's struggling with this. I can see it. And Pam takes it as an attack. Again, she's like, oh, and I can't. Stop being a baby. It's not about you. But then she pushes on this right and wrong thing. She says, you know, are you willing to turn away from everything we wanted for her in the future? What happened to you? What happened to your values? Did you just leave them out in the desert somewhere? Pam! Damn, Pam is... That's you! The desert thing rubs Mr. Fields the wrong way, though, because he says... He's like, bitch, I've been to the desert. I don't know why he's got this accent. He does. (laughs) And he's like, look, where I'm from, all we want is them to be alive and healthy. Alive and healthy counts a lot. We don't know if Emily's very healthy, to be honest. She drinks a lot of caffeine. She's not happy, that's for sure. She's alive, but she's not happy. She could be healthy, we don't know. But that's the scene. And this, I think it's such an important scene. But I love it. I love Pam's reaction. Oh, Pam. I don't, well, as in, I don't love it for Emily, but I, the dramatics of it always it's just so brilliant. dramatic. Proper, traditional. I don't know if they're Christian. They're giving me the vibes. Oh, they must be. Come on, have you seen Pam? The next scene is also another... God damn. God, it's never ending. Scene after scene, there's something so dramatic this episode. Love it. So we're back at the Hastings house. Spencer and Ari have come in. After not finding the tree. <laughs> Meanwhile, is in the fridge, right? I'm assuming getting them a drink. She comes out with two bottles of, like, wine or champagne. Aria says, I would have been fine with cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We get interrupted again in the Hastings kitchen by Mr. Ian, whatever his surname is. He's all suited and booted. Oh, you found my stash. Sedensa looks so confused. She's like, I would like to know what we're celebrating before I drink to it. Yeah, because he says, come to the bar and Mel's already in there. I liked his line. Relatable. You don't have to be celebrating to drink champagne. It's very old-fashioned thinking. (laughs) 
Yes, Ian. It is. I agree. Now Spence is getting a little dialing down. She knows something's up. She's, you know, you cancelled practice today to be with Melissa. And he's like, yeah, um, yeah, come out. You ask Mel. He's kind of like, I don't want to answer this question. And then this woman knows how to make an entrance. (laughs) She does. She walks in wearing, looking all pretty and happy. She's got this white dress on. It's a wedding dress. And you immediately know what has happened. I love her. I was gagged. I I could, I, because I'd kind, I knew they got married, but I'd forgotten that they eloped so quickly. In my head, he had proposed to her on a random Monday afternoon, and that's why he was in a suit. But then she rounds the corner in this big frufry white dress, and I'm cackling. It is so beautiful. I thought they got engaged first. I thought they had this whole engagement thing. But no. No. They got married. They eloped. Harvey is the first to congratulate them. Ian's so chuffed about it as well. He is. I'm trying to think of the timeline. Has it been that long? No, it's... So Ian says it's like the last year never happened. So from them breaking... But it, exactly, it's my first thought was, Jesus Christ, this woman was engaged. She gets engaged really fast then. Yes. Because Ian and her would have broke up a year ago. She must have found Ren either straight after. <laughs> Mel's a rebound queen. Like, wow, damn. Things move fast in their, their lives. But mummy and daddy spent Hastings don't know. Ian expects them to be a bit surprised. Surprised? Huh? Is she going to pass out? Mel plays Spencer like a little fiddle here. She says, I know, but I know I can count on you to help me with mum and dad telling them. We're buddies now. We like each other, Spencer. And then they dip pretty much after that. Like, we're going to go celebrate our marriage. Spencer needs to sit down. Let <laughs> me get the weirdest scene ever. It's night time. Ezra's in a really dark classroom looking out of the window, packing up. He walks into the hallway, goes sharks, with a stupid messenger bag. Looks like a twat. Looks like he's going for his first day of school. Oh, warrior, I look like a student too. (laughs) (laughs) Dickhead. And he goes home, but for some odd reason, Noel is hiding behind a wall. It was a weird scene to include. I don't know if it was to amp the tension between them or what, but there weren't strange. no tension. I was just left confused. And in the hospital, Emily's playing with the old calm bear. Yeah, she she doesn't find it creepy. She likes it. She, she while she and Arya are discussing telling her parents, Emily says it was rough. In the background, I think Spencer's telling catching Hannah up on all the other stuff, and Hannah says what well, it's gone. Spencer says lock, stock, and bird's nest. But then Hannah tries to get the logic out of it. Why show us A and then take it away? A has split personalities. And then this is where they, they tell Hannah, we don't think they're the same person anymore. We think Ali's killer and A, two different people. <gasps> Ooh. Hannah has a bit of a freak out. And as they're discussing this, Arya moves something on Hannah's bed and reveals something on her leg. And it is the sole a message of this entire episode and it says sorry about losing my temper my bad love a <gasps> oh my god cue mass panic get it off of me wipe it off wipe it off 
<laughs> Who's been in your room, Hannah? Who was it? Hannah, who did this to you? And I was like, I don't know! But yeah, that's how that episode ends and we get a short A scene, which is a fire's burning with wood in it and then we get like a clearer shot because the flames light it up and it is a piece of the tree that says, Andy loves Ian. Burning! <laughs> You're turning into Emily now. Alice and Andy and... <laughs> Yeah, well, it says Ali plus Ian, but apparently in Rosewood world, that means Alison loves Ian. All I was thinking was that really, you know how you're supposed to have sticks of a certain size? I don't think this is going to burn very well, eh? I'm not sure. Big? Where's the rest of the tree? Yeah. They must have a whole ass workshop. They could have essentially just cut that bit out, or, which would have been much easier, just to get a knife and like cross it out, I guess. But then you could see that someone's done that and they go like, it was it. But was it? Prove it. Did Lulu's? So that's the end of episode 11. Who was your fave liar? My fave liar was Spencer. Same. I loved Spencer. Her angriness at Aria. Her lines were great. The whole thing with Mel and Ian. (laughs) She didn't have it easy this episode, but... She delivered some great lines. She was a, a shining light in this episode, I think. I agree. What was your favourite quote? My favourite quote is also a Spencer one, and it is the, Boy, I'll tell you, part of me thinks this is really self-destructive behaviour, but most of me thinks it's really hot. <laughs> it's a good quote. I mean, Spencer's ruling this episode, because mine is also a Spencer quote. <gasps> oh my god, full whammy. But it's... Ali may have done some psycho things, but she'd never do anything tacky. Spencer has won it for us this this episode. Spencer, yes, full house. Full house, I don't think we've had that before. Well, it's a full house for her this episode anyway. <laughs> that is true. But yes, episode 11's over. wild. I really loved this episode. I thought it was really good. So much happened, full of drama. It's what we love about PLL. It's crazy. Yeah, not just one thing is the centre of this episode. There's so many things happening. Every girl gets a bit of drama in their lives. Even Ali gets an appearance. Yeah, that's weird. They all actually have something going on, which is, yeah, I'm excited for the next one. Witness the fallout next episode. See ya in 12. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate and review. Even if it's just to say, go Sharks! Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at immortality.podcast.